0: Oh, here we are it is friday night it is the end of the week it's the freaking weekend baby let's try to have some fun thank you for everybody who is tuning in with us anything happened tonight anything newsworthy i mean what are we going to talk about for the next you know like 45 minutes or so i don't know maybe the fact that cm punk is injured he does need to have surgery that was a major bombshell announcement uh, for those who watched Rampage tonight and might have been equally as confused as everybody else, uh, here is what is actually the case now confirmed by AEW. In case you missed it, CM Punk is not uh, relinquishing the AEW World Championship, even though that is what Chris Jericho said not once but twice on commentary tonight. Uh, Punk said, How he can, won- Wait a minute. How can you mess that up? How can,
2: didn't they tell commentary of what was going on?
0: That that's that's the interesting thing is I don't know how that signal gets crossed. Uh, I don't either. Unless they didn't tell commentary that ahead of time and just kept it very close to the vest. Uh, You know, we had a
2: we we had a conversation going on whatever some chat line, and I said, "Is he relinquishing the title?" And nobody nobody commented for a while because I don't think anybody knew. I didn't know.
0: Yeah, there were that in that chat, we had three people who said he relinquished it. And then I said, I don't think so. And, you know, it was, again, very, very confusing. Thankfully, Excalibur came back during the main event and clarified uh, that CM Punk will not be relinquishing the championship. He is taking time off and they will be crowning an interim aew world heavyweight champion at forbidden door so what's going to happen on wednesday i believe i have this right sid back me up on this there will be a battle royal to open up the show that winner will face john moxley in the main event of dynamite and the winner of that match will go to forbidden door and compete to crown the aew interim champion so we'll get one competitor on wednesday and then we don't know how the other competitor uh, will uh, be determined. But it's. That don't make a damn bit of sense. It's a little convoluted for me. An uh, interim
2: it, champion, until the champion comes back, then you got to give
0: title back and then fight for it again. Well, no, they'll have a unification match. They did this with the TNT championship with Sammy Guevara and, and Cody Rhodes, which was, you know, I think that was a little more. Appropriate because Cody was only going to be gone for a couple. Well, actually, that doesn't really make sense. No, Cody was only going to be gone for. Wasn't. <laughs> this is more. This, this is makes cool. more sense because that's yeah. what I'm trying to say. It's been a long day, folks. I'm trying to get my brain right. I've been up since three in the morning. This makes more sense to do in this case with Punk going to be gone for an extended uh, period of time. Well, how how long
2: do we know? No,
0: I would. I, well, what we know is what we saw on the show tonight. So. Well, I would forget – they can
2: do what they want to do, but I would forget the interim stuff. I just crowned a new champion, and now Punk is – he's doubly uh, teed off because now he had to give it up because he was injured and hadn't come back and challenged for it again.
0: I don't know. I'm kind of down with the interim idea, SB3. I I, I kind of prefer that. because
2: you live in Ohio. That's why.
0: All right. Maybe it is what it is. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I I, I kind of like this better. I think it would have felt it would have felt very hollow to me to tell that seven month story of CM Punk climbing back to the championship, winning his first title in over nine years. And then a week later, it, 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 it it's, it's over. It's just over. It's done with everything that they built, everything that they had planned up to that point is now thrown out the window, at least with this. It's not thrown out the window. It's not, just it's not thrown out
2: the window anyway. You can still make the story that he just had bad luck. Then you get the people pulling for him again. You're almost back to where you were six months ago with still more expectations on the way. Mm-hmm. My opinion only.
0: SB SP3, your thoughts?
1: Um, I do like the interim type of story because I, you know, I was scared for a minute there where I thought that you know he was gonna have to relinquish the title, and then you basically did did this whole story and had him win a great match against Hangman Adam Page, and because you want to do some random six man on Dynamite, now it's all ruined and it's all thrown out the building. I prefer it in this way where they're deciding the interim champion um it's going to give me the match that i've wanted to see i think if i if my math is correct here we're go- probably going to get john moxley winning on wednesday at dynamite and he's going to verse hiroshi tatahashi for the for the interim AEW world championship at forbidden door which will be a great matchup so I like all of this. I think that in the long run, it might even lead to an interim AEW world champion of MJF versus a returning CM Punk as the AEW world champion, which i'm all for 100 but this was very confusing how it all went down and you would think that you know with all the build-up to it and you know cm punk telling everybody to watch the show that they would have had all their eggs and ducks lined up a little bit better so the message came across a lot better than it did
0: yeah it like i said that so many people were confusing on that and uh, the I again I like the interim thing. The convoluted what I was talking about is what I thought Dutch was saying was convoluted was the way that they're going to determine who the number one contender is by doing this battle royal. But John Moxley just goes from he he's the fourth rank, John Moxley's fourth rank. Now he's going up and he gets a bye. And he whoever, you know, he's gonna end up. It's just a really weird way of doing it. I don't know if you could you could have done I don't know. Take take the top four and done like a four person tournament or something like that. That might have been a, a way to do it, but this just this seems a little weird to me.
2: I, I would, if, if it was me, I would say Hangman Page was the last champion. Yeah, and he steps down or he can't. I would try to hand it to Page. Page won't accept it. I didn't win it. Then you go to the four, the four uh, person playoff deal. And put Heyman back in that, or not. But he refused this to just don't hand me nothing. I have a one, which helps him, I think.
1: That that could have worked too. But Moxley is number one ranked. Uh, he was number two going into Wednesday, and him and War- Warlow was number one. Him and Warlow both won their matches, but Moxley won a main event against Daniel Garcia. Warlow won a match against J.D. Drake, so he's number one right now. He, he moved right, up. So
0: I must have seen an old graphic uh, just a few minutes ago then, because it had him at number four, the one that I just saw. So again... uh. Still, though, uh, regardless of the confusion, regardless of everything, Sid, um, it doesn't take away from the fact that this just sucks. Uh, this this is just flat out terrible news. And you could tell it was going to be bad news from the second that CM Punk, well, one, walked down to the ring. He hobbled down to the ring. But then you see the tears yep. in his eyes. And it's like, OK, just how bad is this? Right? Like, <laughs> It, you know is he gonna have to quit is he gonna have to retire like what, what there were you could tell that he was genuinely disappointed and felt like he was letting the fans down overall I thought it was a a a good promo a, a great promo from CM Punk you could tell he was in the moment he was feeling it he would really desperately did not want to deliver this news and felt like he was letting everybody down uh, but I mean, man, injuries happen, right? Like this, it's one of these freak things. He gets hurt in a match on, on dynamite and now boom, everything's into chaos here. But, uh, yeah, man, this said, this just sucks. I
2: thought he was crying because he small. He's, he stole SmackDown too. Oh, I'm, I'm not supposed to bring that up. I'm sorry.
0: Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll, 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 get to
1: SmackDown. It's, <laughs> eventually but um yeah you you knew it was bad from the moment he came out and he was limping the moment he stood in the ring and you saw his eyes were like bloodshot he had tears in his eyes already before he even started talking um i thought the promo was really good it definitely good good promo. Yeah, he knows how to talk. He knows how to get the people's attention and he knows how to build up to the announcement. And then, and then they did a great job. You know, I, I get it. I get annoyed with both AEW and WWE when they do the close up on the fans. But there are instances where it was very appropriate. And when CM Punk announces that he's injured and he needs surgery and you just see the one fan just go.
0: Yeah, that was
1: that was just perfect. That was pitch perfect production on their part to catch that fan with that reaction because that was the reaction of the whole entire world watching from home. What I like the
2: the saving part of it is not unfixable. It can be fixed because it's almost if you think about it now, you're already invested in the story. He got hurt, bad luck, and you wish him success. Now he's going to come up and take his place. And you want him to go again. So nobody's taking his place, right? Yeah,
1: he's the crown
2: they're gonna crown an interim champ. Yes.
1: Yeah, this this makes Well sense.
2: that that would mean that he's he's gonna have to give it up.
1: No. No, no, no. he's still the champ it's it's basically like UFC Dutch. Do UFC does this a lot when their world champion is injured. I don't get it. They're they're still the world champion. They just crown an interim champion. So they build up to the big money matches, the interim champion versus the the, the reigning world champion. Um, I, I dig it. I like it. Honestly, I think this is the first time they did the interim because Tony Khan loves him some interim champions. We saw that with Cody Rhodes being off for two weeks as TNT champion, and they just decided to do a interim championship with Sammy Guevara. And he's already said before Tony that he's has dinner and he's really good friends with Dana White and Dana White does this all the time in UFC. So he's bringing it. into wrestling, like Roland, Roland uh, saying here, this happens in boxing, label champion in recess. Yeah, I was
0: waiting for you to address that because I don't watch boxing, so I had no. Yeah. Idea. I had no. Clue yeah. But this happens case in case. this
1: happens in boxing. This happens in in mixed martial mixed martial arts. It's not the typical thing that happens in professional wrestling. One hundred percent, this is not what wrestling does. But I like a little element of real sports, a real combat sports yes. in my wrestling, and we're getting a. Little bit of that with this interim champion because, like I said, I agree with Rick. I feel like CM Punk just relinquishing the title would have been a letdown. That would have been an even harder blow. We know he's injured, we know he's going to be gone for a while, but we don't know how long he's going to be gone for. So if he like is gone and then the rehab goes well and he's only gone for a month everybody's going to be like well why did you have him relinquish the title he could have hold on to the title for a, for a month and then build up another contender for him so i think that right now they don't know how long he's going to be out and that's the reason why they're doing the interim champion
0: either that or they they believe he's going to be back within a few months because if they could, if, if there was any chance that he was going to be gone for six plus, I think they would have just stripped the title from him and, you know, and and gone that route. Uh, you know, Ricky bringing up Finn Balor, Finn was going to be out for a really, really long time. So that, that made sense uh, for him to relinquish the universal championship, even though he had only won it uh, the night before uh, kind of the same with Karrion Cross as well, because he had to relinquish the, uh, the NXT championship after he won it. But, you know, he just worked his way back within three months and because the guy's a, a, a freak of nature. Um, Ozzy uh, sending in a couple of super chats. That one uh, earlier talking about asking about a tournament, and then he also sent one here uh, a few minutes ago. Uh, still confused on CM Punk. So this is this is the basic way I can break it down. Punk is going to be out for a while. We don't know how long, but he is still the reigning AEW World Champion. What Tony Khan has elected to do is crown an interim champion. There will be a battle royal on Wednesday. That winner will face John Moxley in the main event. The winner of that match, my guess would be John Moxley, will go on to a dub Forbidden Door and compete for the AEW Interim World Championship. And then that person, whoever wins at uh, Forbidden Door, will be the interim AEW champion until CM Punk comes back. They will have a match, and that will crown the undisputed AEW world champion. That is about as best and as plain as I can put it. And I'm usually long winded into these situations. And I think I did that. Uh, a okay. You were uh, pretty long
2: winded in that too.
0: I I am. Yeah. It's, it, you know, I'm not perfect Dutch, but I work on everything. Uh, I, I know I'm you awesome are. Awesome I know. Work on it. So, I uh, just a really terrible situation all the way around. But, uh, there was some good things on this show, uh, case in point, the, the opening, uh, match of the night. Um, I was a little confused as to why they didn't just start off with CM Punk because once he made that announcement and the speculation was going rampant on Twitter, that's what everybody was focusing on. But the wind was really sucked out of the show the second that Punk made that announcement. I was barely paying attention to the main event, which is a, a disservice to both Scorpio Sky and Dante Martin. So they made the right call here because Young Bucks and Lucha Brothers Holy shit! They tore the house down tonight. I agree with Sid. That was probably the best match I've ever seen
2: on Rampage. I mean, it
0: was. That's one of the best TV gu- matches I've it, seen. Period. Period. Not just Rampage. Period. It's up there for sure.
1: That was phenomenal.
0: Yep, yeah,
2: it was a it was the best match I've ever seen. Ever.
1: I- I have a short list here of the best matches on Rampage that I've ever seen: Christian versus Kenny Omega for the first episode; Pack versus Andrade Two was great; Darby versus Andrade versus Sami that three-way for the TNT Championship; Moxley versus Willie Utah, the blood, the star-making performance for Willie Uda; Eddie Kingston versus Brian Danielson. But as far as like pure entertainment, as far as like work rate crazy moves and something that's going to live in your brain for a while i don't think there's anything better than the young bucks versus lucha bros the young bucks and the lucha bros are like a 2022 version of anybody you would say are the perfect partners in the ring with each other whether it's ricky steamboat and rick flair whether it's hiroshi tatahashi and Kazuko okada whether it's okada and omega these guys never go out there and have anything else but a great matchup that is considered either the best tv match of the year or the best match of the year they were my match of the year last year with their all-out steel cage match i was there live in 2019 for the escalera del. Morte ladder match that was insane and the best ladder match I've ever seen live and this right here was the TV match of the year in my opinion this was just non-stop action balls to the wall they did not stop and that California crowd that Ontario California crowd just made it 10 times better than it already was because they went out there to have an absolute banger and those fans reacted to everything the missile drop the springboard missile drop kick by Nick Jackson to Ray Phoenix where Ray Phoenix gives Penta a uh, poison Rana. You yep. got the splash off of Penta shoulders by Phoenix onto uh Nick and then Penta does a springboard Canadian destroyer to Matt off of his back. It was just <laughs> non stop action. Literally, if I had to take notes for this, I couldn't. I couldn't keep up with all the moves that were in this match. You need DVR. They, they, they showed a close up of a
2: guy. He was like, yeah, this like <laughs> I can't believe they're doing all that. I can't able believe to they it.
0: found time to cut to the audience in this match. And Dutch, you, you could you can talk to this more than, than I could because you've obviously got a lot more time uh bumping than I have. But I mean when they're going that fast and they're pulling off these moves that smooth with perfect timing, I mean Jesus. Like that's how many how many times have these guys worked with each other?
1: Uh a how lot. Was, yeah. Oh, that's what, what I'm
0: you-
2: saying.
1: Commentary said because that they were a total of eight times before this. That's they've never
2: worked, but they they speak the same language.
1: Yeah.
2: So when they come in there and they're laying it out, we do this. Okay, we do this. Okay, do this. You'll never hear. Well, I don't. I don't know what that is. They know it because when they call it, and you can tell an agent an agent did not put this match together.
0: Oh hell no. Agents
2: agents can't do this. An agent can say, sounds great. That's all he's going to say. What would an agent add to that match? Nothing. You know, but unless something is way out of whack, which there was nothing like that in this match. I mean, that was, it was actually a perfect match. Very few, like, teeny tiny missteps, but you'd have to be watching for it. Nothing to impact the flow of the match but great match. I'll give them that.
0: I love the finish too. I thought the finish was absolutely spectacular. I loved commentary, bringing up the fact that if they had pulled that move in Mexico by pulling off, uh, you know, Penta's mask, that would have been an automatic disqualification, but it's not in the rules here in the United States. So they were able to do that. They effectively take Penta out of the match and then boom, you know, Ray Fenix was left uh, to his own devices and, you know, he, got the double knee and it was, was done. I thought that was a brilliant finish. It was, it was basically like the young bucks were like, all right, screw this. We we don't care anymore. We're ending this match and we're going to win. I loved Adam Cole on commentary too. I thought he added a ton to this match as well
1: yeah he was great yeah he was great on wednesday during the 10-man tag and he was great here yeah i love that the young bucks that's kind that's kind of their thing against penta and phoenix they know to just take off the mask and these guys are going to try to hide their face and it gives them the advantage because that's how they beat phoenix and pack before on dynamite but yeah i mean I- i've seen a bunch of people naming name dropping other great tv matches this year Page versus Danielson was great on Dynamite. Uh, Cody versus Sammy Guevara, the latter match was great on Dynamite. But this right here, I, I think it's the crowd. The crowd is what amps it up. You get there's a whole bunch of elements Dutch will tell you that makes a great matchup, and it's you know the work rate, it's the story that they tell, it's the performers in the ring. But sometimes Dutch, you can attest to this, the crowd elevates a match even further, and I feel like the crowd was. The the key part that made this different from all the other matches people are naming in here.
2: Well, the crowd can certainly enhance a match on the performer side, on the wrestler side, because now you start feeling the crowd and they can carry you to do things that you never would thought you could do. I knew these guys could do it. I didn't know their timing was perfect. I mean, I'm not a, You know, the style, I'm not so much a a fan of the style, but you have to admire the artistry that these guys can put together without killing each other, without anybody getting hurt, with the speed, with the precision of what they did, and it looked good. So if I was a fan and I've never seen wrestling before, and I sit down and I go, that match would have hooked me. I said, damn. What am I missing here? Then, of course, I turn on SmackDown, and then it's all goes to hell in the handbasket,
0: real quick. Well, i I thought they did a really smart move of putting Starks and Hobbs just squashing two dudes. I didn't even catch who the guys were. I thought that was very smart because I think anybody else if they had tried to put an actual match on, like right after that, it would have been like they were wrestling in, you know, sand. Uh, you know, in, in comparison to what, you know, these guys were putting on. So I think that was a very good, quick palate cleanser. Get Starks and Hobbs back on. Not a whole lot to really talk about there. Uh, but I do want to move on to Athena, uh, Kira Hogan uh, in a really, really good match. A few clunky spots there. I think uh, Athena was just a, a little bit ahead on a couple of spots there. But overall, her first match, uh, Sid, tonight in in AEW, loved it. So happy she's here so happy to be watching her on television again and uh yeah man she's uh they they hit a home run in bringing her in
1: yeah i really liked her entrance gear with the oh yeah yeah, yeah. and stuff that was very nice Uh, straight
0: out of stark industries (laughs)
1: Kira Hogan's new theme was on point. Love that as well. Love Stokely Hathaway with his little inset promo as well. But yeah, I think these two ladies worked really well with each other. I would say that was Kira Hogan's best showing in AEW so far. And Athena got to look good. And I I like the fact that she's going back to calling her finisher the O-face. (laughs) <laughs> great stuff, great stuff, in my opinion, calling that the old face, but that that finisher is a phenomenal c- it's another one where, like Dutch says, if you're someone new watching she she's gonna get your attention uh-huh. because she has a unique look to her. She had a whole bunch of confidence going into the match with the little brush off her shoulder, and then that finisher, the top rope stunner, it's something unique that no other woman is doing in professional wrestling.
2: Good match, great match. So, just a little bit of interference, but not enough to to matter. And you talking about, you know, the girl, the way the girl was dressed. Dante Martin is is going to be a star because how good he is. He came out in all black in a t-shirt tonight. I think he needs to do a little bit of wardrobe uh, addition, put a little color on, and go from there. Because that black just makes him look like he just come out of the backyard. <laughs> I mean, maybe maybe, maybe nobody, uh, Rick's backyard, uh, but maybe nobody told him that. But I think if he just puts a little color on and gets him some kind of a jacket or something, I think see, you're going to be impressive both ways, especially on the entrance and in your work. Then you become a star.
0: Dress for the part you want. Uh, did uh, like I said, I was out out for the majority of the the main event. All I really saw was Scorpio Sky get the win tonight. um And, and then close, they
2: were him. running out of time.
0: And yeah, and I saw him hobbling at the end of it. If which if I'm Tony Khan and I'm seeing that on my screen, I'm going for the love of Jesus, no you be okay, damn it. Uh, did you guys catch any more of this? Because I was trying to figure out uh, on Twitter and social media what the hell was actually going on with the AW title at the time.
2: No. Yeah. I didn't see him hobbling. But...
0: Yeah, I
1: did. Um, I think it was like um one of the spots. I think it was when Dante did a dive onto him where I started seeing that he was like hobbling and limping. But yeah, like uh Dust says Dante Dante Martin, he just has hops and the way he just jumps from move to move, whether it's the, the the dive to the outside where he does a flat foot jump to the top ropes and then springboards or him going from the floor to, to the, me, that's the it should
2: be. It should be physically impossible to do that. <laughs> Just to jump
0: from the, I mean, the, the, the floor to the top rope.
1: That was crazy.
0: I mean, this... Hell, I, I need a step ladder. I've seen this dude do flips in the air where it looks like he pauses at the top of the jump and then comes down. I'm like, how do you have that much control of your body while you're literally flying through the air? It's insane to me. Uh, I, it, he's, it not he's not He's not. He's not human. It's not possible. <laughs> Absolutely not possible. Yes, I believe you are right. He'll be a big star. Hopefully, Scorpio Sky's all right. Uh, he does retain the TNT Championship tonight, and uh, I guess we'll we'll wait for more information on how this is going to go down. If you guys had to make a choice, uh, Sid, I'll start with you. If you had to make a choice over who should carry that interim AEW World Championship until CM Punk comes back,
1: who would you put it on? I would go John Moxley if CM Punk's going to be out um any for any duration of time John Moxley is a guy to become the first ever two-time AEW champion. In my opinion, Jon Moxley is their greatest AEW world champion so far because he held the company down. He was the glue of the company during the most difficult time in company history during the pandemic. And he never got to hold the AEW world championship for a significant amount of time in front of fans. He's one of their most popular and biggest stars. It just seems like the right move. I feel like they have been building him up for eventually probably getting a big match with Punk at a pay-per-view or at least getting a shot at the AEW World Championship because he's been undefeated since he came back from the rehab program. So I think they've been building to this. So I think Moxley is the guy. Moxley and Tatahashi, if that's the match at Forbidden Door to determine the interim AEW World Champion. Tony Khan doesn't have to do anything. Regardless of what you feel about Tony Khan as a booker, he doesn't have to do anything because all the building to that matchup has already been done. Moxley has been calling out Tadahashi for a year and a half. He's been calling him out. He's been wanting this match. Tadahashi accepted the challenge on Wednesday. Moxley needs to beat whoever's in the Battle Royal and just have him cut promos moxley will do the heavy lifting for yes, you he and he will get you to forbidden door and become the new aew interim champion
0: i do see people uh, suggesting mjf you know in the, in the comment section and i think that would be obviously he's going to be front of mind after what he did this week and you know he until tonight was the most talked about performer in all of all of aew I don't think that that would be the the right time to do it.
1: I, I think and, you I'd know, be you rushing know. it. That's it rushing be, it yeah. too much. If yeah, I I thought the key would be them building to Punk versus MJF at All Out. If Punk is not available for All Out, then do Moxley versus MJF at All Out because that would be two years to their first meeting at All Out 2020, where Moxley wasn't supposed to use the Paradigm Shift and he yeah. beat him with the Paradigm Shift. So mjf can say yeah you've beaten me but you needed to cheat to beat me and it was all Wardlow's fault for distracting you so it brings everything together it brings mjs last feud it brings mjf being the hot commodity that he is right now with his feud with the company and with tony khan and he can go back to a guy that he had a great match with at all out 2020 And then another great match in chicago at all out 2022
0: Everything you just said made sense, but there's still, and I, that would probably be the direction that I would go as well, John Moxley, and then maybe work out something with MJF, depending on when CM Punk could come back. Um,
2: I, I, w- I wouldn't go with Moxley.
0: Who would you go with?
2: Mark Henry. <laughs> I just thought I'd throw a little
0: misdirection in there. Uh, that would. That's a. Yeah, but give me four, Give me
2: four. Give me four guys. Who, who would you put the four guys? In the tournament.
0: Oh, if I was going to be booking a a four-man tournament? Sheesh. Wardlow.
2: Daniel in there?
0: Probably Brian Danielson. Moxley. See, I'd say Hangman. I would go Page. Yeah, probably Page. And that would be a hard tournament to book, for sure. See, there is part of me, like I said, I agree with everything you said, Sid. There is part of me that's thinking... Man, wouldn't it be cool to just be like really, really fun and just out there and put the belt on Wardlow or somebody like Miro for three months and just, you know, let just just let it ride and have some fun with those guys as as a world champion. But what you said with Mox makes total sense. And as somebody else brought up in the chat, uh, I believe it was uh, Joaquin who said that um, he deserves to be the champion in front of people. I mean, the guy carried carried through the pandemic and actually got a bad rap uh, for being the AEW world champion during the pandemic. And I'm like, guys. You have no idea how uh, effing hard uh, this has got to be on him. He is definitely one of these dudes that feeds off so the crowd. You, Hell, he enters through the so, damn crowd.
2: So you said Wardlow should be in this? Wardlow, he's not ready. Is
1: he? I don't he's. I don't think he's ready to be the world champion, now. No. 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 Not at all. I think, I think Wardlow should be the next but team you made, champion.
2: He, you could kill Wardlow by making him champion. You could kill him better than Elsie's nuts. You've heard that? So I used it to that. But I'm, I like Danielson. But hasn't Danielson and uh, Moxley, they were just involved not that long ago? Or, am I wrong?
1: They're a team they're, now. Yeah, they're in the same stable, the Blackpool combat. Great. That'd,
2: that'd be great, then. Yeah. Throwing something in there. Hey, there's a, a lot playing. of ways. Tony Khan has a lot of ways out of this, yeah, and u- unique ways and creative ways.
0: He's, he's got the de- he's got the depth to do it, like yeah, he does. And, and, and this, like seriously, this is like the nightmare scenario for WWE. Could you imagine if this was Roman Reigns? What the hell would WWE do? You basically got, like, one guy that you could go to right now, and it's, it would be Cody Rhodes. Like, they got one dude. AEW literally has, and Punk said this, he did not tell a lie. There is a line of dudes who are waiting and ready to go in AEW, and that is a testament to how Tony Khan has booked this company. Uh, before we run out of time, I guess we'll talk about SmackDown tonight. Um, Wait a minute. Where to? Where to start? What what do we want to start with here? Let's start where the show peaked. Well, let's then... start with the let's start with the high
2: spot of the show.
0: Uh, ex- ex- exactly where? Uh, for me, the high spot of the show was where it started. Uh, right until the uh, the brawling brutes came out. I thought that opening segment between the new day and Big D, Drew McIntyre was hilarious and maybe it's because i have the humor of a 12 year old but i was laughing my ass off at all the sexual indiendo jokes those two were having those three were having a great time out there kofi kingston being the ultimate dad like bro dude ah selling it with his eyes like it's a family show it was great i was like all right we might be having some fun here tonight and then the Brawling Brutes music hit. We end up with a six-man tag match again. And I'm going, why on God's green earth are we having this match again? And then the Brutes win the damn thing, which tells me that this feud is never going to end. You said this before. You said that before, like two months ago, about some feud. I said it two months ago. I said it six weeks ago. I said yeah, it weeks ago. I said it two weeks ago. They have the same people on week
2: after week. And that is the success of AEW. They don't have the same people week after week after week. And that's what I like about them because you don't know what you're going to get. With SmackDown, you, you literally sit down and say, okay, let's start with New Day. Then let's go to LeFario's. And you know Shanky's going to be in there. The best part of the show, in my view, that I enjoyed the most, which is hardly none, was Madcap and Corbin. I kind of like that. At least they did something.
0: Yeah, um, I was very happy when uh, Madcap busted out of the back of the ambulance and the short shorts were gone. He had trunks on. The suspenders were out. He actually looked like a legitimate... Competitor in the ring. Or
2: that 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 guy is cut.
0: Yes. See those traps? Wow. Saw it all. All right. Saw the the guy is absolutely 100 percent jacked out of his gourd. And it's like nobody wanted to take him seriously with that dumbass jokey gimmick. And they had to get rid of it if he was going to be a baby face, if he was going to get over, if he was going to be taken seriously. I'm so glad they did that. I, he's got new music the joke 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 bullcrap is gone great i loved <laughs> all the changes tonight loved all the changes tonight and honestly with the presentation they have now all of a sudden madcap moss isn't as bad as a name i wish they would have just taken him back to riddick moss but we ain't gonna get everything all right so names are bad we, we all just gotta suck it up and, and, and deal with that but this was a much better presentation he beat the hell out of Happy Corbin tonight. The crowd at Ohio State loved it. But yeah, Dutch, to your point, man, I'm I'm glad I didn't drive up to Columbus to go see this show tonight because I almost did. <laughs> but
2: but that crowd was into it too. They yeah, they were. I mean, they well, they came out talking about Ohio State. So that popped them. So
0: Pat Max a great it, job of trying it, to make this show fun, by the way.
2: Yeah. But tonight I couldn't hardly hear him because the crowd was loud, really loud. So did did uh, the new day one of one of the new day grabbed the mic? I couldn't hear what he was saying. You remember that when he jumped on the uh, commentator's table?
1: Yeah, Xavier Woods. He was just talking trash. He was like, he was like, uh, yeah, no, but like you. Uh, Continental champion. Um He said some other stuff. The match was was solid that that opening match but it's just like i wrote i was entertained by xavier kofi and drew interacting with each other as soon as the brawling brutes music hit my eyes rolled in the back of my head and i'm just like why is this feud still going on and then you knew they you knew they were coming yes and then the match ends and it's like this feud still isn't over Yep. This feud still isn't over. No, but it's fresh
0: now because Drew McIntyre is involved. It's fresh now. Drew has made his intentions clear, right? He's going to Cardiff to win the WWE undisputed universal heavyweight championship. He didn't say he was going to beat Roman Reigns for that title, but that's his goal. So, of course, his first match after declaring that he's going to go win the heavyweight championship in the UK, he loses. Uh, so, you know, there's that. And, and look, James, like James bring this up. Why do y'all talk about SmackDown if you don't like him? It's not about not liking WWE or not liking anybody on the show. It's just the fact that we are paid here to be analytical. We are here to give to... Did James send any money? No, not on that one.
2: No, then you can't ask that question. I'm sorry, James.
0: It's like, seriously, like this show was good for a lot of last year. And ever since they have cut the roster down and moved everybody over to Raw it has not been good on a week-to-week basis. I'm not going to come up here and lie to you and say I'm enjoying what I'm watching from week to week because then I have no credibility. And it has nothing to do with the talent. It has everything to do with the talent and the, the, or the situations the talent are put in, and that falls directly on WWE Creative. And it's like, w, there was a tweet put out by WrestleVotes, right? So like it's an insider uh, Twitter account that has had accurate reports in the past. And they said that WWE, you can tell by the lack of SmackDown matches on Hell in a Cell, it says it all, that they are not pleased with the depth on the SmackDown roster. And I'm sitting here going, it's, then show. Change it. it's your show. You yeah. the Luster, make some damn trades. Why were you? Uh, so case in point, right? We had a six pack challenge tonight to determine uh, the number one contender for Ronda Rousey and her SmackDown Women's Championship. They literally took the rest of the SmackDown locker room and put them all in a match to determine the winner, and Natalya ultimately ended up winning. This was the quietest match of the night because the crowd was not invested in any of the four heels, and then you have, as talented as Raquel Rodriguez is, still a new, fresh, baby, baby babyface that the crowd isn't 100% invested in, and then you had Aaliyah, who the crowd is also not 100% invested in. You were going to book a SmackDown superstar in Naomi to be the challenger for the Raw Women's Championship at Hell in a Cell. You have a Raw Women's division that is 13 deep. Why could you not apply that same logic if you were totally fine with doing a SmackDown superstar challenging for the Raw Championship? No. You're in a tough spot here. Why didn't you just take one, any of the Raw superstars and move them over to SmackDown to challenge Ronda Rousey? They you did. That'd, be
2: an air, that'd be an airplane ticket.
0: Lonnie would be to they, get them down there.
1: They did, though. They did, though. Lacey Evans is going to be on the show next week. Maybe. Or Lacey, possibly, Evans. Think.
0: Or Lacey Evans. She Hopefully. debuts on SmackDown. They move her over to Raw for no damn reason, and now they have moved her back over to SmackDown. She ain't had a damn match yet. It would have made too much. If they'd, have handled,
2: if they'd have handled that girl right, They have. they have a star. But I think they they jacked her around. Now you don't know where she is because the people were responding to her doing those those interviews, like from the heart, and now she's lost it. Once you lose uh, momentum, hard to get it back, very hard. That's something big happened.
0: Uh, excuse me. Let me go to our super chat here. Rolling with another super chat. Why not madcap and Corbin inside hell in a cell? Uh, one hell in a cell. Pro- well, hell it's the only match on SmackDown on the entire card. there. I, I, are they really going to bring Michael Cole and Pat McAfee to Chicago to call one damn match? I don't know. I thought the same thing. I was like, are they going to put this inside hell in a cell? But come on. It's, it's still Madcap cat. Moss and, and and happy Corbin. That's not a big enough matchup to put inside hell in a cell. It, it no holds barred is perfectly fine. I understand you asking the question though, what they should have done is set up, literally any of these title matches that we're going to have because we had a tag team title match tonight that would have made sense to put inside hell in a cell i think uh you could have been setting up a women's title match period we're going to get natalia and ronda rousey that does make some sense because they have history with one another but that's not happening at hell in a cell that's happening at a later date and god forbid we get the damn intercontinental championship on a pay-per-view instead we're getting that match next week when gunther's going to commit murder and win the intercontinental championship (laughs) by beating ricochet
2: This is what I'm waiting on for them. Let me bring this up. It says one match had no holes barred. Was that Corbin and?
0: Yeah, that's Corbin and Moss. That's going to be no holes barred. Think about it a
2: minute. What holes are barred anyway? Are any are are any holes barred? I don't think so. It's one of those. Gunther, I'm waiting for them to screw him up.
0: They've been very good with him so far.
2: Well. I, so I,
0: I don't know how you book that match next week and don't have him win the intercontinental championship. You, you, no clearly have, you clearly have no plans for that title on ricochet right now anyway. So you might as well put it on somebody you're invested in. At yep. least then maybe it might make it onto a pay-per-view for the first time since WrestleMania 37 in Tampa. Mm-hmm. Yes,
1: I'm, I'm just waiting for y'all to talk about the best part of the show. Shanky <laughs> Shanky the best part of this show ladies and gentlemen
2: and he got the girl to dance with him that's great so where'd you that's go
0: Rick? next feud after he drops the Intercontinental title by the way
2: There's the In- girl Hachet. the announcer the announcer girl that's who yes. we were talking about that would be yeah. good
0: because that's but I do believe Ricochet and Samantha are dating in, in actual life. So yeah, there you go. That's his they are, so are they are really? Yeah. So it's gonna yeah. be Ricochet versus Shanky for uh for Samantha. That's that's gonna be after he drops the IC title. Mm-hmm. Shanky's gonna get over Good. as a huge skyscraping level level baby face. Uh, you 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 broke me <laughs> with that comment. Uh what else happened tonight? I did love the yeah. ending. I did love the ending with Sammy Zayn. I, I being, did. I did too. Being the honorary goose to play Roman reigns music, to be the total boss, to end up costing uh riddle who was left alone uh, after Nakamura got, I believe it was a work injury, even though they, the referee threw up the X that just seemed like a very work type injury. But um I think they should hold off the X until you know it's actually a legitimate injury. Uh-huh. So I wasn't I wasn't keen yeah. on that. But I love Sami Zayn being in the in the truck. I love Sami Zayn being the one to play the music and going out there to celebrate with the Usos, and then Riddle coming down and and whooping his ass. And that actually kind of gives me some hope here that they've done this match. They've now taken away all of Riddle's partners. So maybe we will get that Riddle Roman Reigns match at Money in the Bank, even though they changed the venue.
1: Maybe. I would hope so I would hope so Because this card for Hell in a Cell There's going to be good matches on the card But it doesn't feel as important Without Roman Reigns there So I understand they moved From the the stadium in Las Vegas To the MGM Grand Arena But you gotta have A world title match You can't go three pay-per-views straight Without the WWE and Universal titles On the line At least give Riddle that And you've set Riddle up on a road now. He has to get through Sami Zayn. He has to get through the Usos to finally get to Roman Reigns to get real revenge on his boy Randy. He's said at the end of the show, you took Randy away from me. So that it's setting him up on a on a road and a path. And he's taken some losses here. He lost the undisputed WWE Tag Team Championship yeah. matchup. He lost in this basically a handicap matchup here. But he's been screwed over each time. Roman helped them win the title. And then it was Sami Zayn here who screwed him over. So he's been screwed and screwed. He's got the sympathy of the fans. He's got the fans behind him. Riddle needs to get this opportunity and money in the bank.
2: Well, you can do what you want to with Riddle. He's not going to be. To me, the interest is not there for Roman Reigns and Riddle. I don't care what they do. It's just not there. The chemistry is not there. Well, My Roman ain't there not. right
0: now. That's that's the problem. It's hard to build chemistry if Roman ain't there.
2: Took him off it's TV. Still not, it, it's still not there. But I could be wrong. Bring it back on TV and then throw them together and do something with them so you can build something. Here they're trying to, I don't know. Uh, uh, bottom line, I think we've talked about SmackDown too long already. I'm going to sleep. Bottom line. I'm going to sleep talking about it.
0: Uh, no, I Roland. I was not surprised that the Usos helped Sammy. Uh, I think once they were getting jumped and they realized that Sammy did him a solid, it would have been a, a dick move to just kind of leave him there to get, you know, his ass beat by riddle. So I think they, I, I think that was the smart move and that's what made sense creatively. So no, honestly, I, I wasn't uh, surprised with that. So we do appreciate all the, uh, all the super chats here today. The bottom line is with SmackDown is they need more bodies. They need more bodies. Badly. They need to add some depth on both the, the women's division and, and in the men's division. And that may be happening next week as uh, Max Dupree is going to be uh, introducing uh, that the, be up. the first clients in Max's uh, He to me, he's
2: dead already. <laughs> he's dead on arrival. I don't I don't get that at all.
0: You're gonna be you're gonna you're gonna love him when his first client ends up being your boy Cesaro next week. You're gonna absolutely be. love him.
2: Could be, but Cesaro couldn't fight him either.
0: <laughs> I think that's exactly what Maximum Male Models needs. Because if this first guy, and, and again, this is no disrespect to Mace or Monsor, who I I I I like both of them, they're not the anchor that Max Dupree needs for this. A guy like Cesaro, who does look like a million bucks, who could be an Instagram model, who can go in the ring, and who should have been a multi-time world champion by now, that's somebody that could anchor a group, again, as long as they're booked properly. I'm going to hold off all my reservations until I see how this group is booked, because if they go out there and they lose their first match like freaking Retribution did, then I'll say, yeah, they're dead because they don't have any plans for them. You look at Insanity, lost their first match, they were done. Retribution lost their first match; they were done. I think we will uh, we will know early on if WWE actually has any plans to do something of substance with maximum male models, or if they just really love to see uh, LA Knight get up in the grill of Adam Pierce.
1: I was like, I was saying, like, I'm, I hope I'm
2: expecting he, him to kiss him. That's what I'm expecting.
1: I'm He's hoping- I'm hoping he ate a breath mint before he started talking. To <laughs> no, him, no kidding. He'd be uncomfortable.
2: I mean, God. guys, yeah, he, still yeah, out he there, does. Right? He does need an anchor. Maybe out in the middle of the Caribbean and hook <sighs> an anchor on him, throw him overboard on one of those Carnival cruise line ships, and just let him go.
1: Man, I just need y'all to know if he needs an anchor, if the show needs a star, if you need a number one contender for Roman Reigns. Shanky's right there. Uh, Shanky's uh, right there. He's push right Shanky. in front of him.
2: How do you miss we a guy that size?
1: Come yeah. On. Do you see those moves?
0: We appreciate <laughs> you guys watching all 49 minutes of this 45 minute show. Thank you for the super chats. Thank you for the comments, guys. Um, I thought that heels are supposed to do DK moves. I'm not. Dick quite- moves. Oh. Uh, yeah, not in it, WWE. No. Not in WWE. Because sometimes it's
2: hard to tell who the heel is. Because That's they out gonna, they had, all the good guys.
0: They had Jinder Mahal and uh and Umberto wrestling tonight. The, we got two, we got four heels in one match at the same time.
1: And to be fair. Didn't we fair, have no. that
2: last week? did we have that last week too? Yeah, because it yeah, was a match. Same match. Weekend. Same match.
1: To be Gosh. fair. To be fair, Roland, I don't know, I don't know what was moving on Shanky when he was dancing. So he's a baby face and All he's right, doing we're
0: done. we're done for SP3 for Dutch Mantel. Thank you, everybody. I'll talk to you I next he, week. I
1: think he's wrapping us up.
2: he's uh, think think so. cutting us off. We're done. <laughs>